Good early morning, ladies and gentlemen. Casual Talk Radio is back with another episode here. Gentlemen's World, thank you for listening to us today. Got some interesting topics. Going to go through those. Let's go ahead and get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump into our internal updates for those curious, and then follow on with our topic for today. CasualTalkRadio.net is the site. Check us out. We're making changes. There's still some more changes that are forthcoming. Ties to my internal updates, but just so you know, CasualTalkRadio.net, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, links at the top to contact us comes directly to me. I read each and every one of them. Happy to hear from the listeners. Make sure that we're on track and just see what we're doing. You also can listen to our audio directly from the site. So if you don't have an app or you like to listen from the web, that's a great place to do so. You can still listen from anchor.fm, which is our host, but casualtalkradio.net now does have a player where you can play directly from the site and it'll follow you as you navigate through the site. Check it out when you get a moment. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news here. Well, lovely folks, I have just some quick updates. I need to get back to my endeavor, but some things surfaced that were at least brought to my attention. I shouldn't say surfaced, but were brought to my attention very recently. And it was, as I told people, it's just that unfortunately we had some challenging things happen in 2021 and late 2020 that have caused somewhat of a shroud. And I think it's important to call to attention what happened using my forum best I can. And as I said before, I don't take a side and I don't care what side somebody's on. All I try to do is get people to analyze, reflect, and think about the information, the data that's right in front that you can verify yourselves. So in late 2020, as we are getting close to an announcement that Joe Biden is apparently going to be the new president of the United States, one thing that he had not really campaigned because he didn't really campaign, but one thing he had talked about was that he had he wanted to not have any taxes on the middle class, people that were making lower than a certain threshold. But he was a little bit more specific than this. He said that he was not going to increase taxes except for those that could afford to pay those. So he wanted to increase taxes with people making, say, over you know $200,000, $300,000. And the, the flaw has always been that depending on what state you live in, that money may not go very far. Well, there were some recent changes to our tax law. And if you're making pretty much under a million bucks, your taxes went up except for one or two thresholds-ish. Everybody else's went up. And I wanted to call to attention this, but I also wanted to speak to why this is important and why this close to November, it's extremely dangerous for even considering such an increase. But the truth is, they really didn't have a choice in the matter. And this has happened before. It happened with Obama. Uh, It happened, I'm pretty sure it happened with Clinton, but Clinton was able to kind of finagle it to where he's able to balance the budget. And the spending was a lot lower under Clinton. So here's the truth of the matter. When you look at how many, and it's a sad state of our country for those not in the United States. It's an indictment on our country. When you look at the distribution of people in our country and how much money they make, I've talked about in past episodes, I make more than the average American at this point. But even I feel the pinch because of inflation. The cost of things is higher. And as I've said, many of these companies simply don't want my money. They have all these hoops that they don't really need. It's no longer like it used to be, where as long as you had enough money to do a thing, 
pretty much you were a shoe in It's no longer this. Everybody wants you to do credit. And I think the reason is because credit gives the illusion of long-term, you know, profit because you're paying month over month over month over month. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to create this revenue stream as opposed to just having the bulk money fresh away. That's a theory. I have no proof. But again, I make more money than the average American does at this point with just one client. And if I got two clients, which I'm working on, by the way, it'd be even better. Well, the thing is, I happen to know just because of the numbers game. See, I work in technology as a full-time deal. So technology is one of the higher paid fields. It's a STEM field. And if you're a journalist, which is what I do in the other 20% of time, those don't make as much money unless if you're kind of in the, in the mix already, you know, with the Tucker Carlson's and whatnot of the crowd, or you're already a known personality, then they'll welcome you on the shows. Like we saw Mayim Bialik, you know, on Jeopardy and people are pissed off because apparently she sucks. And I didn't, I don't watch Jeopardy, haven't watched Jeopardy in decades, but you know, being in journalism or being in on the show, talk show hosts, whatever is not, unless you've been doing it a while or you're already a known wealthy personality, you're not going to get those shots. So I have kind of settled into technology, unfortunately, as the primary source of income for now, until things settle down and they don't feel like they're settling down. However, most people, they're running various different career paths and most people in most states are somewhere in the range, I'm going to say between 30000 and maybe $80,000 a year in their salary. I'm going to argue that's the vast majority of people out there. And I'm, when I say people, I am, I want to stress, I'm talking about individuals. I'm not talking about family income because part of the problem in the United States, the way that things work like loans or anything else, they always want to base it on the assumption of a dual income family. That's a faulty methodology because number one, maybe somebody's disabled, maybe somebody can't work for some reason. So I always want to base on what one person can afford. To me, that's the measure of whether you're sitting comfortable or you're struggling. Can one person's income take care of everything you need, which includes if you have kids, includes keeping food on the table, roof over your head, bills paid, and you're comfortable. You could, you have discretionary every month. You know, you can go to higher education if you want. And I always measure that on a single person's level income. So to me, that's somewhere between $30,000 and $80,000. And I'm not going to count dual income. If we accept this number, when you look at, there was a table that was distributed from the house and it was talking about the distribution of tax increases and what they were going to be changing in order to try to offset what was happening and what's going on with how much money is their deficit right now and how they're going to recoup some of this money that they ended up spending because of, you know, pointless things and sending billions overseas, et cetera. And of course, their first is not to cut costs. Their first is to increase taxes. When I say they, I'm referring to the categorization of people that are in office today. So this table comes out and people are already outraged at what's going on. Well, I understand why they're outraged. They should be, but I'm more disappointed that people are so surprised because they shouldn't be surprised. The current classification of people in office, that's always, always has been, always will be, their default go-to is to raise taxes on the lesser classes to a certain degree, but also they'll, they'll sneak in some tax increases to the wealthy 
because they said, well, we said we're going to increase tax on the rich too. Do, do. It was never, like they've never said that they were only going to increase taxes on wealthy. They said they were going to minimize tax increases for these thresholds. The fact is they always had to target the middle class and lower because the vast majority of Americans fit in those categories, categorizations. So these increases, and they're not substantial by percentage, and they're certainly not substantial by dollar. They're low, like they're 0.1% in many cases. The lowest threshold, which is less than $10,000, went up by 0.3%. Although it's the highest percentage, it's still a marginal dollar amount. And then the highest increase did go to people that were making well over uh, $500,000, which was about 0.5% or in some cases 0.6%. You're still wondering, well, that seems kind of small. It, it Basically, it is. It averages about 0.3%, so it's not a significant increase in overall tax. But then when you look at the distribution of wealth, so this is how, much, how many millions of dollars there are in each one of these buckets based on prior tax filings. The vast majority of wealth that they saw sits in the highest tier, which had the highest increase, which is 0.6%. And then the smallest bracket, had 122 million, and that's where you got a 0.3% increase. So people were wondering, well, didn't Biden say he wasn't going to increase taxes? Yes, he did. But you already knew that was not sustainable. You already knew that wasn't going to be possible because of the pandemic payments. That plus the money sent overseas, plus the getting back into all these different things that that, uh, Trump was shutting down to save money, all these things that he turned back on were always expenses. And the downside is while they sound good to a social media that largely leans liberal, these people are not understanding that that money's going to come from somewhere and it's not going to come from their pockets, nor is it going to come from savings. It's going to come from increased taxes. Many people that are just now entering the workforce now are starting to feel the burn of what's being described that many of us that are older have been trying to warn people about, which is, All of these liberal things, you know, farting cows and solar everything and get an electric car and all that sounds good until you come to pay for it. The messaging has always been, why do we have to pay for these things? And why should we have to work for a living? And why can't things just be free? And the reality that's setting in is that everybody needs to get paid because we are a capitalist society. So when these tax increases get distributed and people are really upset because of the statements made that was only going to apply to the wealthy, I hope that many people listening that are not my age or older, but that are younger than me will understand this is normal. I'm, I'm saying this is normal. This is what had to happen. The tax increases had to happen. It was the only way to offset the spending that had happened because our government doesn't cut costs. Our government spends. When they spend more, they're going to, they're going to get that money back somehow, and usually that's going to come out of taxes. So those stimulus checks that they were distributing, especially the child, ter- child tax credit that they distributed where Biden went on the air and was celebrating the fact that he handed $8,000 to people, he didn't hand you $8,000. He gave you an advance, and now he's trying to get that money back by way of higher taxes. This is happening in the midst of inflation going up. So my, the only saving grace from all of this and the, the outrage from this table is hopefully people are getting, are clicking now. At the end of the day, the tax increases were going, they were going to happen. And they were going to happen across the board. There were some levels that were exempt from it. And I don't know why 
those specific levels were exempt from it. I'm assuming what they were trying to do is target levels of people who were working in the in were in the workforce but were not consuming from the system. But still, if you're going to take taxes, you should do it across the board, not just single out people. And then they dropped on one threshold, which didn't make any sense at all. So I think, in my mind, this might be a good thing long-term if people, like I said, younger than me, are now embracing the truth. These types of things were going to happen. And when you ask for these things, you have to always ask the question, how are they going to pay for it? And your default should be, they're going to increase taxes on people. Even if the taxes aren't in form of federal taxes, they can be fuel taxes, which is part of the reason gas is going up so high. Inflation is in itself a tax. If the cost of getting medications goes up, that's essentially a tax. There's all sorts of ways to slip taxes in and harm people that can't necessarily afford these things. Because as I said, Americans are struggling. And I don't like to see that they slip stuff in like this at the very last minute late game, trying to be sneaky about it. I don't support it, never will. And again, the only solace is that people hopefully, their eyes are open to the truth, which is this was always going to be the end game. And the reason why many people were pushing against some of the things that were happening, myself included. I wasn't a fan of shipping billions of dollars overseas at all. I wasn't a fan of killing off Keystone. I wasn't a fan of doing things that I knew are just passing costs down to the regular low-level American. Because despite me making more than the average American, if I'm feeling the pinch, I can only imagine what other people are feeling. And then seeing that this distribution comes out, people don't understand. They keep asking for these things. This is, this is the fault of social media. Asking for these things and not asking the question of how we're going to pay for it and not thinking of it like it's just an open wallet because it's never been an open wallet. And that's something we should have learned when we were younger, that it's not free money. That the money has to come back from somewhere and we will never, ever get to a world where we don't have to use money to do things. It's never going to happen. We always are going to have the dependency on some form of currency simply because we are too far ingrained in the de dependence on fiat money. We, we can't get away from it overnight. It's certainly not going to happen in the quick. My closing thoughts, there's no call to action this week. But my closing thoughts is, again, if you're younger than me, hopefully... This, if you didn't know about this, I do encourage you to go and look it up, do research on the tax rate increases that are being suggested through the House. Uh, again, they're not significant by percentage, but the thing is you got to wrap your head around. They all add up over time. Over time, they add up and they add up and they add up and they add up, and you realize that it never stops. There's always these tax increases, tax increases, and there's never seeming to be a desire to lower people's tax burden, and it's not just on the wealthy. It's on everybody. That's not really fair share because certain people can afford the inflation that's happening and certain people cannot. So if you target the people that cannot with a tax increase that makes it harder for them to do it, I don't think that's fair and equitable at all. They have one of these thresholds that is, and it's a small percentage wise, but it's still a significant dollar amount for 50 to 75% or $75,000. And they increased it by 0.1%. Again, a small percentage, but the point is, the 50000 to 75000 tier is right on the border of being able to pay, I'm talking just in rent, being able to pay for a safe place to live plus food, assuming you don't have any kids. 
and assuming you have a marginal car payment. Like that's, it's, it's a lot, right? Because, you know, most rent is getting up there. It's minimum 1600 bucks, somewhere closer to 2000 in many cases. Speaking of, I have another article I'm going to get to here in a second, but these are the kinds of things that you need to be hopefully thinking through of the game, the game that's being played on everybody. The game that's being played is they're just going to keep on adding to this. And no matter what you do, if we keep allowing social media to push because the government's listening to them, pushing social media to just jump into these whatevers that are crazy expensive, it's just going to come back down to you. And if you're like in your 20s right now, you won't excessively feel the burn, but you're probably feeling it. And as you get older, it's going to feel like there's no end. And I don't think we should be that way. To wit, in the Bay Area, right? Bay Area, San Francisco, California. Right now, they're estimating you need three full-time jobs to rent in the Bay Area for a two-bedroom. And that's assuming minimum wage. Now, they had a minimum wage plan to get increases in minimum wage to get to the $15 an hour. And that was a whole big squawk of $15 an hour is what you need to live. And I said, it's not going to make a dent because unfortunately, the price of things keeps, it keeps going faster than what you can do. And that's not a wage problem. It's a spend problem. The prices of things are going too fast, too high. And until we come to grips with why it's that high, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get any better. The thing is, there are programs that are trying to help bridge the gap, like Section 8, but in many cases, they are hard to qualify for, and they take too long to get approved, and many of the landlords out there, they can ask for more money off the program. So then your percentage goes up. And then, of course, it's a strain on the system. So the whole program thought process, again, is another tax, because if Think of the cycle. If the landlord asks for more money, they keep asking more money, more money, more money from the program. The program needs more money. What are they going to do? They're going to come out to your tax dollars and then you get more increases. It's cyclical and it starts with the prices of things. Well, their prices are because, number one, they know they can. They know that and in rent control places, which are rare, and people outside the United States might be shaking their head at that, but it's true. They're rare to see rent control. In the rent control places, then you run into situations where there's either low security or some other issue. So you're, you're not really better off, truly. In the big picture, I'm, I'm optimistic at least that people will start to see that this is not sustainable, what we're doing, and just constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul in the way that we do it. And I hope that it calls for everybody to stop asking for these lofty things that we can't afford. And hopefully more people, and I, I'm targeting the younger, more people will actually ask the question. Ask the question of what exactly is going on? What's the, what's the problem here? What do we need to do here to let this not get out of control? I don't believe the answer is to force people to go to college because remember, college, you're, you're pretty much forced to take student loans, federal student loans. Federal student loans create a burden on the system, and then that increases tax burden because they're talking about waving off some of the debt. Well, that has to be paid back somehow. They're going to raise the taxes. So it sounds good in the vision, the vision of start at this job and work and go to college immediately. And you instantly have a great job. All that sounds good. The truth is it's not going to, it's not going to solve the problem. We have to fix prices of things and get them back more realistic. And by doing so, 
decrease the screen strain on many of our systems that we have, which hopefully will negate the need to increase taxes so we can decrease them and get rid of pointless things. Like the January 6th commission, I'm being straight when I say it's a waste of taxpayer money. And it's probably contributing to some of these increases. We don't need that garbage. We already know what happened there. We know the truth of what happened there. We don't need a commission to sit and have people sitting there talking about what you already know. As one example, there are many such examples. They don't want to fix it, though, because in their mind, government, in their mind, it's an open pocketbook. And based on what social media is screaming for, they just jump after whatever, even though they can't really pay for it, which is why I'm thankful for people like Senator Manchin in there, who seems to be the only one who is reasonable and says, you know what, let me think about this and let me just hit the brakes on this. We can't do that. There's not enough of those kind of people that are truly stopping before we just leap to something that sounds good and get back to basic fundamentals and force ourselves to balance our own budget because I don't know about you. I don't have children, but if I did, I would truly be concerned for them and their ability to have a life because if you didn't, if they weren't born into wealth through you or something else, it's going to be hard for them. And that means homelessness. Homelessness is a strain on the system just the same way. I haven't even talked about all the other tertiary things that limit somebody's ability to get back where they need to go. I'm only talking about the tax, the burden of adding and increasing taxes simply because there are strains on other things we're spending in other areas and we don't want to fix those prices to make it to where we don't have to increase the taxes in the first place. It's all cyclical and it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process. That's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.